before you have the the thought that the body is well prepared the body is in a completely conducive state and your mind is prepared for meditation not that you should get yourself out of that if you are already in that but don't worry too much about that for this moment bring to your mind as clearly as you can whatever concerns you have whether they are personal deeply personal whether they are your personal reaction to something that is happening either to your immediate environment at home to your neighborhood or something that's happening in the world it could either be could even be something that is of concern to you deep concern to you that is somewhat existential it could be happening anywhere in the universe but it you have a sincere concern about it so we bring that concern right now to your present moment of awareness and let the feeling of concern be palpably experienced thought may not be just one image it may be a series of images a series of events the important thing here is that feeling of concern that's what you need to bring forth as clearly as you can this concern towards this concern you have a natural wish a natural aspiration to do something it doesn't matter if it's clear to you what you should do but you have some aspiration at least something must be done either you feel you should do something about it or you feel someone somewhere should do something about it So now you have this concern and emotion and you have accompanying it a sense of urgency something needs to be done If you've already connected yourself to that sense of something needs to be done what can you do 
then bring that question in your mind. Can I do something? What can I do? know that the very sitting that you're doing now, the very thinking that you're doing now about this is taking measures. You are doing something about it. And now you are going to do something, something real, something true really address this concern of yours. And don't allow your mind to be prejudiced as to exactly what this should be, whether your somehow some power will emanate from you and then take care of the problem, or whether some clear realization will come to your mind and you will know what to do. Or let your mind be prejudiced as to what it should be already, but whether you will be directly connected with the solution or not is not of your concern, but you are going to do something right here, right now. So let this realization, let it sink into your body. Let your body itself pick up the scores. Feel a sense of, yes, right now I'm doing something. And when it sinks, sink into your body, you will experience a sense of surrendering, a sense of cooperation coming from the body. Attention here and there is gone, replaced by a sense of ease. When you get that, now let's address the body's cooperation directly. All you have to do is hold on to that sense of urgency, something needs to be done about this concern that you have. just gently just hold your body in your attention while you hold on to the emotion almost as if letting the body come to the realization of the importance of what you're about to do so the body almost by its own will 
so to speak, will cooperate. And be aware of the feedback from the body when it's cooperating, that it is cooperating. The first sense is a sense of ease arising in various places in the body, or even a sense of the body sort of dissolving. Slowly, perhaps, by first being replaced by in the same space of the body where you felt obstruction, matter, concreteness, you start to experience, start to feel energy, lightness, spaciousness. And at the same time, a sense of ease arising from the body, affecting the mind state. So deliberately bring your, just hold your attention now in just the legs. yourself to become aware of those feedbacks. Just holding on to the sense of the agency. The stronger that sense, the less you need to do as well as commanding the legs to cooperate. Automatically the will. feel the legs are at a place that is sufficiently cooperative, then bring your attention now to the arms and hands, shoulders, the elbows, and trust that they also wish to cooperate, and let them. Then the torso, after you get the feedback from the arms and hands, perhaps it happened already or it's happening now, a sense of the body as a unit. and center the head and neck. After you get the same feedback from the torso and back as you did with the arms and the legs. you've centered the head and neck where you don't need to consciously have to hold them in place. The sense of wholeness, the sense of the 
oneness of the body becomes stronger. And the sense of ease is experienced not in different parts, but is experienced as a wholeness experience. Then let the mouth, teeth, tongue rest in their natural places. And bring your eyes to that place that is conducive for you. From a comfortably closed eyes to fully open eyes. Whichever in between the beginning or the end is con conducive for you, that's the one you choose. The one that is in further enhancing what you're already experiencing, that's the one that's for you. strongly still to that sense of urgency, the determination, the degree of clarity that you are now at this very moment concretely addressing your concern. either almost as if a shift has occurred, you all of a sudden become aware of the breath, that there is something different about its rhythm, about how it's felt. That could be your, your indication as to when to start now bringing your attention to the breath or you can already bring your attention to the breath already and just like you were just observing the body bringing your attention to the body no intentions to make anything happen just allowing things to happen do the same with the breath and don't concern yourself with forcing your mind to focus on the breath. Don't be attached to any experience and don't reject any experience.
not wishing for the breath to change, not hoping for anything different to happen other than what's happening presently. And again, a shift of awareness happens with the breath. Then, have now the intention to keep the flow of your awareness on the breath unbroken for specifically 11 cycles of breath. You just continue to observe the breath as before, knowing in breath when it's happening, knowing out breath when it's happening, as they are happening, without any wish to have any experience happen with the breath, just observing it. But the only intention is to keep the flow of your awareness on the breath unbroken. If the breath does not wish to flow, don't wish it to flow. And do not wish for the breath not to flow. Whatever is happening, just let it happen.
as your mind, your mindfulness registers the experience that's happening with the body, with the breath, and palpably aware of the mind. That very movement of the mind does not disturb the experience that is taking place. The feeling of the body being substituted by more and more spaciousness is still continuing. And the spaciousness is blending with the breath, allowing for more palpable experience, more palpable sense of the mind. concern yourself with thinking you're going backwards if you still feel the need to make certain adjustments with the body itself. Either in an energetic way, physical, physical way, or even in the sense of your attitude. From now forward, whatever sense of the mind that you're experiencing, that's what you want to keep. That's what you want to keep enhancing. So no matter what you do from here on, it should be something that further enhances the spaciousness feeling of the body, the oneness of that spaciousness in the breath the palpable sense of the mind. The degree of clarity, the degree of equanimity, the degree of ease. Now deliberately bring this thought within the space of your experience. That emotion, that concern, that determination. consciously wish to make contact with the means that will help you address your concern. Not in the sense of 
you're begging someone or something to come, but more with the sense of it already exists and you're making contact. You can even think that the only reason that you have this concern is because the solution has already presented itself to you. You just want, make, want to make the means to that solution come clearer. So look for it in the space in front of you at the level of your eyebrows. most of us, we can better relate with this if it takes on the appearance of a personality, a person. So perhaps it has already taken that form, but the important thing is feeling the presence in that space and having some measure of conviction that this is the means to address your concern. feel the sense of connection more strongly, keep thinking about your concern and keep your sense of connection, your vision, your perception of that space and the thought that the means to address it is present. If you are able to find, as you are directing your attention to that space, that the means to address your concern is there, present, your guide, your infallible guide, if you can find that measure of conviction that has with it not a single bit of doubt. It, will, it may come and stay for a few moments and disappear. 
But as soon as you are able to become aware of that sense of conviction, immediately take refuge, immediately express your reverence, immediately in your own genuine way express your gratitude. these thoughts that you've allowed in your mind, remember they are further enhancing the experience that started when you first sat down. As you are expressing gratitude, a sense of refuge comes stronger in your mind, then go back and do refuge again. If a sense of reverence comes stronger while you're doing refuge, then do express the sense of reverence. doing that until there's a palpable sense of connection with the means through which you will achieve, you will be connected with the means to address your concern.
just look at the importance of finding the solution to your concern and hold on to that as strongly as you can and as you're holding it then let your mind go to whatever obstacles you are either aware of obstacles that you're not aware of just the obstacles in general and have a very strong wish determination to free yourself of them and with that strong wish strong determination to distance yourself from whatever it is that you do, that you think, that you say, that connects you to these obstacles. Make a strong wish to, be, to have a distance from them. And while you're holding on to that strong determination, summon devotional energy towards your infallible guide and beg for guidance, beg for strength, beg for the means to be free of these obstacles. Not just the obstacles as they are already present in your life, but to the habit that makes us collect these obstacles, that makes us bring these obstacles to our lives. And have a strong willingness to let go of whatever you are attached to that actually brings these obstacles. And a strong willingness to do, to think, to develop new habits that will take away these obstacles from you. The willingness will be strengthened the clearer you see the importance of your addressing your concern. And you can keep going back and forth to the devotion, begging for protection, begging for, for strength, begging for clarity, guidance, strengthening your determination to not engage in the causes that brings, that creates these obstacles. Instead, to connect yourself and engage in the actions that brings about the solution you seek.
the intention to gather all of your being in this exercise. So feel the momentum that you've collected so up to this point. Really feel it like a gathering energy in a laser-like fashion and directing this beam towards the motivation, the object of your motivation. And you can use words in your mind by the power of this momentum of brought together by this and that. May you succeed in this meditation. Holding on to that laser-like gathering of your all your being, the intention to direct all your being's energy towards this meditation, towards the success. Now bring the presence, the sense of the presence of your infallible guide to the crown of your head. Continue to hold on to that laser-like determination. whatever dust particles of obstacles remain directed towards direct the energy towards removing them and every quality you need to succeed in this meditation strongly wish to have them to be to connect with them.
feel the presence palpably above your head. Know that this is the actual solution. If a, if a solution is an experience, this is the experience. If the solution is a realization, this is the realization. holding on to whatever measure of sense of conviction you have, bring that presence into your heart center and let it dissolve into your mind. Take a good look at the present state of your being. How are you aware of the body? How are you aware of the breath? What's the palpable awareness you have of the mind? intention to come out to take a break, become aware of the breath, the substantial breath. Through that become aware of the body of substance.
and hold on to the intention not to lose the experience you, you were able to connect with. If everything is going on uh, as they're supposed to, you will start to unappreciate what they keep warning us, warning us about that you keep saying to yourself, why is that a warning? The warning that they give you in the meditation manuals, be careful of the bliss. <laughs> okay. In fact, we are looking forward to the bliss so we can get caught up in it and we wish that we can never leave it. Uh, Eventually, uh, by the force of karma, no matter how deep of a meditation you enter, eventually it will, it, the karma will wear out. Okay, so uh, there's one, uh, and even though that that's true, there's you don't want to spend, uh, you know, a lot of time caught up in just a meditative state where there isn't really anything happening in terms of uh, um, there isn't really any transformation taking place, it's just you're experiencing a state of mind. You don't want to, be get, you don't want to get caught up in something like that because it's really, you know, in, in, a, in a sense, wasting time, wasting energy, okay? And if you do not make a deliberate effort from the very beginning, okay, I will meditate for this period of time, and after this period of time, I must wake up, I must get up. Uh, in a, for, for a very, for very, uh, very, very, be, very beginners, that doesn't sound like very beginners. <laughs> <laughs> for very beginners, uh, that seems like something that, you know, how can somebody, the question may come up, uh, how can somebody stay in the pain for so long? <laughs> okay, uh, but if you start to apply uh, what I was, what I mentioned about take your time, don't rush, you should experience, every time you sit down to meditate, make that there is some sort of incremental uh, uh, progress taking place. Okay, if you take your time, you will experience it. Where in one meditation session, as you the longer you stay in it, the more pleasant it becomes. The idea of the pain is something would become something of the past. Like after five minutes, or some people after an hour, maybe close to an hour, the 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 session becomes. Uh, a struggle with pain. Either it could either it could be physical pain, it could it could be mental pain, it could be emotional pain. Okay. But if you just take your time, 
making sure your everything that you're doing is uh, is done right, done as my teacher would say, nicely. Everything is done just done nicely. Then everything you add to it becomes an enhancement, an enhancement, and everything that you were experiencing before becomes uh, more refined, more refined, more refined. And when you start to experience this, then you can un have an appreciation to looking forward to, ah, now I see why they say, be careful of the bliss. Because you, get, you can get, co get, get caught up in it. Okay? Where it's just you just experiencing just the meditative state itself without necessarily going through a transformation. Okay? Um, there's one particular meditation where you may not have the luxury of karma waking you up. Okay, and yeah, you don't have to worry about that one because <laughs> you need to have a great mastery of meditation for you to even have that worry. Okay, where where you ask, you better determine exactly the length of time you're going to be staying in it before you begin. Otherwise, you get you will get caught up in it for lifetimes. Yeah, you've heard uh, a very uh, fantastical stories about some yogi who got into a meditation in a mountain formed around them. Okay? Yeah. There, there are, such experiences can happen. Okay? Uh, so, begin the, the, the practice, begin the habit of just doing everything nicely and, de and making a, having a determined time for how long you're going to be staying in this meditation. Okay? If what you can comfortably endure is only half an hour, then don't make it too much, don't make it too long. Reach half an hour, maybe 35 minutes, and then no matter how uh, pleasant it seemed to be, to be for one day, don't just let it continue by its own. Always end it consciously, okay? Because what you're, the meditation itself is a process of, is a uh, process, is a, training in directing your, your, in your attention, directing your intention, directing your mind. So it's not just allowing things to happen. Samsara is, is, is already that, and we're already a master of that, okay? When the klesha comes, we'll just let it do its stuff and then we'll continue in samsara, okay? So you have to begin now of taking hold of, 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 of your mind and directing it, okay? All right. Uh, There's a project experiment that I've been wanting to do for a very long time uh, with the meditation class. But I've never been able to actually find, uh, I say, what day should I do it? What time should I do it? And that has eluded me for, for years, really, for years. And now I'm feeling a sense of urgency for this experiment, for this project. Uh, it's always been my conviction that meditation is not just something just for personal uh, um, enhancement. It's not just something that affects you, just the meditator. It's something that has a palpable effect in the environment of the meditator. And I've always wanted to have a project or an experiment where we can act, where you have meditators. Uh, 
uh, either come to one place together or in, if they are in, in separate spa uh, places, separate space, but to come together in time and to actually do something together, holding on to the same intention, doing the same meditation at the same time with the same, same intention, and to see if it actually has an effect. So someone beat me to that. <laughs> it's a psychologist of all people. Uh, some woman, I forgot her name. <laughs> Maybe that's some sort of a psychological kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> I forgot her name. Uh, so she has this experiment that she's been doing. It's called intentionality. Maybe some of you have already heard about it or already aware of it, where there are people in different parts of the world are asked to, at, at the same time, to hold on to an intention. And it's something that is, can be, uh, that, that can be uh, measured. Like, for example, they would think of some, uh, one specific person who's sick, and then people will have an intention for that person to have some, direct some healing toward that person. And they measure it to see that at least it does that person, did that person feel better? Or, they, or is there some sort of healing happening, actually happening with that person? Okay, that wasn't necessarily my object, my, my idea for the project. My idea was something uh, to affect something at a, a more global, something that can be felt in the more global, not more global, Glo to be felt more, wait a minute, what's happening with my, uh, okay. <laughs> to be felt globally? Well, you understand what I'm talking about. Uh, so, So this is a, 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 an enlistment. <laughs> some of you have been coming here for years, and you've been uh, doing meditation for quite some time. And you may know people in your neighborhood or people in, around the world who are as dedicated or wish to be as dedicated meditators as you. So this is not just uh, we will you, for you to do your practice, but in addition to your practice, for you to set aside time to do one specific meditation at a certain time where we will have uh, my intention, my, uh, I, uh, my wish is to uh, blast the world with love, blast the world with energies of love and for it to have a palpable, measurable effect. Not just you feel good because you meditate on love, but to actually start to see effect either in your, just your immediate home environment or your neighborhood, your country, or something that you might have a, uh, that is of a concern of yours and you see it having an effect on that because of your connection with that, with that concern. But for it to have a measurable, perceptible effect, that has been my wish. Um, so this is a very very beginning uh, presentation of it on my part. This is the first time I'm actually saying this and I'm hoping that some of you will, will, wouldn't mind to set aside some time and then we will, uh, I mean we'll make it very like, you know, very scientific. <laughs> okay, we'll have names and they'll meditating on this, you'll have your journal at such and such time I did this. And we will have uh, assignments as to what kind of thoughts to hold on to within a meditative state. And this is why uh, lately I've been stressing a lot, really feeling meditative state. 
so that you can consciously enter it and in that state hold on to that uh, uh, meditation, Pacific meditation uh, uh, experiment and then we'll see what happens. And why am I saying this, it, uh, this time feels crucial for me? I'm, I'm seeing the opposite of love, the opposite of compassion seeming to have a greater effect in the world and I want to counter it. And I want to at least selfishly prove to myself that energy and, com and compassion are actual energy that can actually do something in the world. It's not just something to make you feel good, okay? But something that can actually have palpable, measurable effect in the world, okay? If sincere meditators in the world are consciously, intentionally directing such energies out towards the world, okay? So that's my selfish reason. Okay. All right. So we're going to have an experiment tonight with this group. And before I do that, uh, there's something very, 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 very personal that I wanted to share with you. Uh, I mean, very, very personal. Um, my intention was never to share it because. Like I just said, it's very, very personal. <laughs> but uh, I'm feeling uh, the need for me to share this. Mm. And this is somewhat of a resume of sort, and, and I feel very, very uncomfortable uh, talking about, you know, with resumes and stuff like that, where I have to focus on myself and then communicate and then talk about myself. Uh, you can say I've been in this life consciously on the path for a very long time not as bragging, but just when I think back to when I was uh, very young, I remember the kinds of thoughts that used to uh, circle in my head, that, that, the kind of thoughts that I used to obsess about. And for some reason, it's coming up to share with you. Uh, one particular practice I used to do before I even knew that there was such a thing as doing practice, I used to only later, way later, did I come to realize, oh, that's what I used to do. It has this name. That's what they called it. Uh, and I remember when I used to do it back then, I used to do it with much more intensity, with much more clarity, before I even knew that it had a name. I thought I was just, you know, I was just driven by something to do this, and I did it. So this, I'm not going to say exactly what it was, but <laughs> this is just to say that uh, I've been consciously on the path for a long time. And I've, uh, I've felt, I've always felt a sense of being guided. Uh, sometimes I thought that the sense of being guided was just my own mind, you know, thinking things out. At times it felt like some <coughs> other presence 
uh, and I've always felt the need to sort of test this voice to see whether or not it was kosher and I've not had an experience where it wasn't so whenever I made a decision that was along the line of what you call a spiritual decision it's always always for at least for my advancement and hoping that in my advancement that I able to help bring some sort of happiness to others so I can better myself to be able to benefit others so along that with that frame of mind uh, I entered many different spiritual uh, communities, spiritual traditions uh, and finally uh, not finally but along the, along the way I encountered Buddhism and my intention has not, hasn't changed. Buddhism didn't change it. It refined certain things, it clarified certain things. And within Buddhism, I saw that it was the right thing to do when I became, when I took on what is called Tukan robes. Um, and when I made that decision, it was still very personal. It wasn't that uh, I was sort of um, enlisting in, in, into some sort of group and asking them for the permission for me to do something. It was something very personal and I felt at that time it was necessary for me to do and I took on the roads. And I kept the robes uh, as purely as I could, and uh, to the point where one of my elders told me that uh, you're too attached to the purity of the robes. And I thought that my elder was completely out of his mind <laughs> to even say such a thing. But that was a very long time ago. And as I think I grew on the path and I see, I still see where I want to go, it hasn't changed. So I did an experiment. Uh, I started to come here not wearing robes to see if just the perception of it would have an effect. And it seemed like, it seemed that everything just continued as before. So I considered that experiment to be somewhat successful. So I decided to uh, I don't know how uh, because when I tell you, it seem it, it would sound like uh, uh, giving up, but I, I can preface it by telling you, 
it's definitely not even close to any way of giving up. I am still continuing on the path, and now I'm continuing on the path without the ropes. Uh, for some people, that may be disappointment, because perhaps for whatever reason, the robes meant a lot for them to see me in robes. I mean, perhaps they give them some sort of hope of some sort. But uh, it's not something, it's not a decision that I came up just one night, oh, let me just give up the robes. It's something that I thought about, and I thought about it with holding on to, is this for my advancement? Is this going to be able to help me help others the way I want to help others? This is going to make me stronger in that. So after inner deliberation, outer deliberation, uh, this, I came up with a decision to give, to continue on the path without ropes. I would like to say I apologize if this news is a bit disappointing to you, but I can't <laughs> because if my concern was I don't want to disappoint you, let me stay this way, then I would not be able to fulfill my initial motivation for, the, for, for me to be on the path to be a, ultimately to be of help. I'm not saying that everyone who wears robes must eventually give up the robe so they can help. But I'm talking about my own personal path. This is what I must do. Maybe this is going to bring me immense suffering that I've not experienced before. <laughs> that would make me have some realization. Maybe, I don't know. But eventually, this is for my conviction for furthering my path. Okay. And eventually, to have others along the path. Okay, so, uh, at first I thought uh, I would just be a secret. <laughs> <coughs> like going around like a, uh, not being a monk, but acting like a monk, secretly. No, I would say, well, it's not mention anything to anyone, just let them. But I've, I'm, but I felt compelled to share it, at least with you, because I've been coming here for quite some time. You have been coming here for quite some time. So I would share it with you. Okay. So that's the uh, very, very, very personal thing that I wanted to share with you. And of course, you're at. This is the path to live, to freedom. And it has, within it, the practice of freedom. So, if you feel that you cannot continue, with knowing now that oh, he's no longer wearing robes, I cannot continue. Of course, maybe for your own personal advancement, maybe you need to. Whatever. Don't feel that 
don't feel uh, dysfunctionally obligated. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's uh, finish. Try to recall the sense of the experience you had for the meditation. And let the recollection be as vivid as vividly as you can bring it. Ask yourself, how did the body feel? How did the breath feel? How did you feel the mind? Just ask yourself those questions or just bring those, the experience of it into your present consciousness. So when you have the slightest taste of that meditative state, now have the intention to sort of anchor yourself into it. And with that intention, bring your, atten bring your attention to the breath, observing five cycles of breath. last time, remember your determination, remember the infallible guide merging with your mind, remember that sense of the focusing of your whole being towards the meditation, how attentive the body felt, how attentive the, your energies felt, how attentive your mind felt. 
So even as you are listening to the guiding, try to have the intention to stay in that state of meditation. So you're going to bring into that state. So think of just like the sun radiates light, you're going to become like the sun, but instead of radiating light, you're going to radiate love. And just like others are affected by the light of the sun, the environment, the people, in the same way, others will be affected by the love that is going to radiate from you. visualization helps then you can see you can visualize the love as light radiating from you when the time comes so now just have the intention this is what you're going to do let it be clear let your whole being be directed towards that First, think of yourself. And don't think of yourself in a selfish way, but just see yourself as just any other self that's in existence. It just happens to be the self that is closest to you. That self has its aspirations for happiness. Does not wish to suffer. And just have send good wishes for that self. See it as deserving of love, deserving to be happy. Deserving to be free of problems. And once you see that it is deserving, then send the wish that it, for it to be happy, for it to be free of problems. And as you are doing this, you're going to look for the emotion of love to come up.
some point substitute I with everyone and try to hold on to that same sense of deservings of happiness, same sense of deserving of love when you bring everyone into your mind. even if you were able to just hold on to the intention for a second, for a moment, the intention to have, to feel love for everyone, that itself is monumental. And it is said the merit that is accrued in that moment is immeasurable. So think of your concern again and dedicate the power of the merit of this meditation
your attention back to the breath, the breath of substance, and through the awareness of the breath of substance become aware of the body again, slowly from the top of your head all the way to the soles of your feet. Thank you for your patience again. <laughs> so, until next Friday. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you.